welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. In today's podcast, we feature an episode from PaintEd with Torlando. In this episode, Torlando talks with Luke Reynolds about his three-day apprentice painter workshop and certification. Welcome to PaintEd. My name is Torlando. I am your host. So glad to be here today. Uh, I'll tell you what, we have had a marathon of shows talking about labor, finding folks, needing to bring people on into our wonderful, wonderful industry, and it's not stopping today because I have this feeling, you guys, that uh, that the, the labor shortage, it continues. It's going to continue to hurt us and harm us as we think about and plan for 2022. And so I've got a really exciting show uh, planned for you today. I'm looking at this at, at you know all kinds of different angles, and I'm bringing in different people uh, with different layers of expertise. I'm bringing in contractors. I'm bringing in outside consultants. I'm bringing in whoever I can think of to come in and help us solve our problems of the day. Um, let's get into it. So before I bring on our guest, who's a, who's an old buddy of mine, Luke Reynolds, I've been, uh, this guy, he, I, I remember when he first started his, his company, he transitioned from the aerospace world and into, not aerospace, it's just airplanes. Uh, he trans, transitioned into painting and, uh, and, and, and he's not too far away from me. He's just up a, a, a little ways in, in Greenwood. A good friend of mine. I'm so excited to have him on the show. Before I bring him on, uh, shows like this, content built and, and designed to help you build and grow your business, can be found on PCA Overdrive. If you go to PCAPaintEd.org, uh, you, can, you can find PCA Overdrive. It's $5.99. A month for non-members free if you are a member 400 hours of bonus content and at the website pcapaint.org you're going to find a lot of valuable valuable content you're going to see things like the expo coming up march 24th 2022 in orlando florida that is a be there event our national expo it's back we missed last year because of covid uh we've got i think 30 different speakers lined up, different topics, all amazing thing, amazing content, being able to be there in person with people, uh, fraternizing with uh, with fellow contractors and learning what others are doing to succeed. It's a can't miss event. And on the last day of the event are the industry awards. This is the Grammys of the paint industry. And you can apply. You If, if you've done a good job, if you if you uh, are in residential or commercial or industrial repaint new construction if you have a cool marketing campaign that really worked um, you can submit an for an award and be recognized by your peers you bring that back to your office your whole team gets bragging rights in the industry and your customers are gonna think to themselves my goodness I'm hiring an award-winning company. Go to pcapainted.org backslash awards to sign up for that. Now, on the last show that I had 
we made another announcement. I'm just going to give you a whole bunch of PCA stuff that's just been so awesome. I'm so excited about the work that we've been doing this year and going into next year. So many awesome things. If you really want to attract new workers, if you really want people to come in and, 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 and think, man, I can build a career here. Well, you've got to have benefits. You got to offer something for their health, something for their future. And we, <laughs> this is, this is brand new and it is other construction industries aren't even offering this at this point. Okay. This is, this is so new and it's really advanced. You can offer benefits through the trade association. So if you are a member of the PCA, you can offer comp uh, you can offer benefits as part of your compensation package. And there are some extremely flexible plans, um, all Affordable Care Act. Uh, you know, they're, they're fine. They're, they, they check the boxes on the Affordable Care Act, uh, it, ranging from very low cost. You can individually customize the plans to each person on your team. If they don't have a family and they need low cost, that's fine. If they have family, they need a little bit higher end benefits. Boom, that's fine. If you and your family have been struggling to figure out how to get healthcare for yourself, you could access these plans through the trade association. Such a wonderful benefit. Go to PCAMedicalBenefits.com for that. Uh, so many awesome things happening. So many awesome. Have I told you about Find a Painter? Have I told you about Find a Painter? This is a database. You are, If you are a member of the PCA, you are on this database already. And when people search, I need to find a painter in my area, guess what pops up? Findapainter.org. And you can be found on this area. And coming to findapainter.org is the ability to even apply for work. And so you will, you will be able to put job postings, job listings at Find a Painter. So many benefits to being a member of the PCA. This is insane. If I had this stuff when I started my company, oh my gosh, I have no idea where I'd be today. Uh, so many cool things. Um, so like I said, at the top of the show, we got Luke Reynolds here and uh, he has developed an apprenticeship program. There's been a lot of conversation, a lot of chatter about how do I, how do I find people? How do I train them? Uh, you know, hire good humans, decent human beings, you know, the, 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 the Nick Slavic mantra, hire decent human beings and bring them on and train them. Um, well, it's time for us to elevate that. And Luke Reynolds is, is definitely doing that. Um, and, and he is going to, on this show, he's going to outline all the things that he did to set up a legitimate state approved apprenticeship program to be able to offer that to not only people coming into his business, but to offer it to other contractors, okay, who can bring in their young people, their young folks just coming in the trade, train them up, get them, get them the education that they need, get them the hands-on training that they need, and actually produce real, real painters. Not, not your fly-by-night guys, not your blow-and-go guys, not your future chuck-and-truck guys, real painters. Okay, this is some cool stuff. And, and as you can see, we're just, we're just creating this momentum where you've got education 
on how to run your business. You've got benefits to offer. You've got connection to training, uh, actual in the field training and apprenticeships. Uh, you've got the ability to, to find work and find workers. This is a comprehensive thing. And, and, uh, and it's, and, and man, this is an exciting time to be a paint contractor. So without further ado, let me go ahead and bring on Luke Reynolds from All In Painting. Hey, Luke, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, Torlando, I'm doing well. How are you doing? Oh, man, I'm so good. I'm, I'm really excited to have you on here. Um, you and I, we have, a, we have a little bit of a history. You know, we're not too far from each other. And like I mentioned, I, uh, you know, we ran into each other at a, at a PCA event early on, a little chapter event, started working together a little bit. Um, fill the audience in a little bit on, on where you've been, what's your journey been like, and, uh, and we're going to bring it up to, uh, to today where you have really gone all in. See, you see what I did there? <laughs> and you are, have created a, an apprenticeship program. So uh, tell, tell us about your journey, man. Yeah, absolutely, Torlando. Um, appreciate you having me on the show. And uh, before I tell you, I just thought I would let you know that I should apply you for one of those awards for the PCA because you're making an impact through this show. And I can tell you have passion and it, it's exciting really to be on this show and to talk about passions that involve the paint industry. So I appreciate thank you, you so much. I appreciate everything that you do. So back in 2016, um, I started a painting company. I, you know, it wasn't because I wanted to um, be an, a, an incredible painter or I had this dream of always being a painter. Um, it kind of fell into my lap. I was fortunate enough to have a dad who was a painting contractor. Mm -hmm. And, and so I worked for him through high school and through college. Uh, mm -hmm. But I never, I never wanted to be a painter. Um, but I always wanted to own a business. And in 2015, I lost my job mm -hmm. after 11 years in the uh, aviation industry, like you had mm -hmm. mentioned. Mm -hmm. And I, and I had a choice. Um, could I, should I follow my dream to be in business mm -hmm. or should I stay in the aviation world where I had gained a ton of experience and built a lot of relationships? Right. And, and I, I chose, uh, I chose the former. I decided to get into business and, and I go. fell into, I fell into what my dad taught me, which was how to paint. And so in 2016, um, the jobs just kept coming. And I'm sure if you started a painting business, you can relate that it's more than a one man job. Yeah, you know, for sure. I thought I thought I was going to be painting one bedrooms, one kitchens, maybe a living room. No, people wanted their whole house painted and mm -hmm. my competitors mm -hmm. could do it in four days. And it took me two weeks, three weeks, right. whatever it was. Right. And so that was my start. It was really realizing that I needed help. Right. And yep. as jobs kept coming, we kept serving our clients. Um, we we just naturally grew by about a crew per year. Mm -hmm. And um, and so, you know, I've along the way, I, I've always been um, driven towards education. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I've been and, and just, you know, the first time I, I thought to sign up for a group that cost uh, which at the time I thought was a significant amount of money. 
um, and I didn't want to pull the trigger. Mm -hmm. I called one of their references and they said, you know, Luke, you just got to look at it as a way of continuing to educate. You know, do you want to grow, Luke? I do. Yeah. Well, you're going to have to educate yourself to grow. And so right. um, I bought into um, furthering my education, you know, just through like, you know, being involved with the PCA. I mean, all these platforms to where you can learn new things, you know, there's yeah. Facebook groups and there's, you know, just linking up with other peers who have done it before. So um, I, I, I've always really liked the education side of painting. Um, one of our core values is growth. And mm -hmm. so year after year, I was making sure that we were growing and, um, and that growth really, that growth mindset, it started from pain, mm -hmm. pain in my previous industry where at that time it was the recession, but the company that I was with just wasn't growing. And mm -hmm. so my personal career path to develop, someone had to leave. Yeah. Right. right. Or I had to go jump ship and go to another company that needed yeah. that spot. Yeah. And so all you I know, that's was, a, yeah. I mean, that's, that's such a, a critical thing to just highlight here because so many painting companies are set up that way. Uh, you know, the owner is still doing, you know, so much work. They're doing the bids, they're managing the projects. Um, you know, maybe they've gotten to the point where they have a salesperson or a project manager, but usually they're doing one or the other and they're, they're the ceiling is the boss. And so, you know, when you're thinking about bringing in new people who are looking for careers, uh, the, the, the ceiling limit looks really like one person in front of them, which might be the, the field supervisor or the crew leader. And then you got the, the boss. And so, you know, it, it is really challenging, I think, to help um, young people understand that, that, that this is a career path. And I'm, and I'm interested because you're talking about how, you know, important education is and you've done so much work to educate yourself. When, at what point did you start to think, ah, now I need to start thinking about how I educate others? How do I educate people who are coming in so that they can have a place to go so that they can improve themselves. You're, you're talking about improving yourself at first, but now you've very clearly transitioned from now, how do I start improving others? Where did that happen? Yeah. You know, it really took, it really took roots back in 2000. Uh, I would say 2020, you know, mm -hmm. when um, things were changing drastically and the company experienced a, you know, a fairly large growth in 2020. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the, I guess the analogy would be is, you know, the, the sales were coming in, the fruit was there, but mm -hmm. how do we go harvest it? How do we go yeah. get it? You know, right. it's there. And, and it was hard to find, you know, finding the skill painter was very difficult to find. And so what wasn't as hard to find was to find someone who was younger, maybe wanting to get out of the retail space, looking mm -hmm. more for a career, looking to work with their hands, looking to be in a trade, mm -hmm. you know, something that they could actually use in the future for their self. Mm -hmm. That, that really started to be the individual that we found we wanted to invest in yeah. and to train. And so it, it, you know, 
I guess it really started when we had more work than what we knew to do with, mm-hmm. but yet we couldn't find the laborers to come get the work done. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so, you know, you're looking at that, I'm sure. And you're thinking, I mean, uh, to me, there's a point where it's just like, well, you know, we could continue to try to grow or we could just recognize that we're at capacity and just, you know, do what we have the capacity for. What was the, what was the little, you know, the little voice in your head that said, no, we need to, we need to keep trying to grow this thing. You know, um, it's, it started with just wanting to help. And, mm-hmm. and provide and and our mission statement that we had developed is to transform the paint industry and set the bar impossibly high on overall client experience mm. and and so there was this new there was this new like okay yeah as a company as an owner I would like to grow but what am I really passionate about mm-hmm. you know what is it that can help elevate not all not my company not all in painting but mm-hmm. elevate the trade. Yeah. And so I learned through a mentor that it's not about you, Luke. He's like, you need to come up with a vision that other people can get on board with. Mm-hmm. Right. And that, and that has to be bigger than you, Luke. It has to be something that people can resonate with. Right. And so I, I just started to get this inkling, like, you know what? Our paint industry, when compared to other trades, is struggling when it comes yeah. to training. And so how do we, how can I help the industry train the next painter? Yeah. Because, you know, I, I have 15 years left in this industry and, and I would like to make an impact, not for just all in painting. Of course, I have a lot of passion with my own company, Yeah, but sure. I would, I would really like to make a bigger impact and help other painters be successful. Because at the end of the day, you know, we are, it's a ripple effect. You know, when Mm -hmm. when you give someone a job, you're not just impacting their financial stability. You're impacting their household and Mm -hmm. everyone they touch. Yeah. Right. And so that is something bigger. That is more exciting. And if other, if other individuals and other painting contractors within our industry um, see value in that, which I believe a lot of them will, because it is human. It is good nature to want to help someone else out. So yeah, if for sure. we can provide this platform that allows people to be successful in what they do, mm-hmm. it will ultimately elevate the trade and help everyone out because we're all dealing with the same issues when it comes to labor shortages. Right. Absolutely. So so you found this little problem here and, and, uh, which, which I love, you started with that problem and you decided that building and designing an apprenticeship program would be the way to go. Can you talk about how you have, cause I imagine that there are some folks, you know, out there who are thinking along the same lines that they would love to develop some type of a, an apprenticeship program, um, that just, you know, not only out of, uh, you know, because they want to further the trade like you do, but also just out of need, like just I need to find mm-hmm. people and I need to train them. Um, so how have what was the process of um, coming up with a structure for an apprenticeship program? What kind of models did you look at prior to, you know, when you're just having that brainstorm and writing things out down on paper? What is the structure of a good 
apprenticeship program look like? Yeah, uh, you know, the the it's it, a lot of it started with a step, you know, and and for me, I knew that I wanted to provide training, mm-hmm. but I didn't know how. I didn't, and and I was really busy. Yeah, so sure. I didn't know when I was going to be able to do it. Yeah. So it really started with just taking that initial step and asking for help. So, um, you know, Sherwin Williams is is one of our primary paint vendors that we use, mm-hmm. and Sherwin Williams is great at providing value. And so, you know, when they came to talk about, you know, what we all talk about as painting contractors, what's the price going to be? Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. wanted, they wanted to know something more. They wanted to know how, how can we add value? And I said, man, if I could just figure out how to put together some type of training platform, get a little bit of assistance with that, that would be a good starting point. Yeah. And, and so they're like, absolutely. You know, let's start talking about that. So I started meeting with my sales rep and we started coming up with ideas and ways to put this together so that it was valuable. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it took putting it on paper, Yeah, right? We, we all have these great ideas, yep. but if you don't create and allow the space to actually take that step, you're always going to think about it and you'll never do it. So I just created that space to really work on it. And, um, and then it just led to one thing after the other. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, right, right now, um, what we're doing in house is we put together a program that it's not extensive. It incorporates mm-hmm. other vendors to get involved. So it's not all on me. There's mm-hmm. a lot of vendors who, who don't just want to promote their products, but they literally do want you know, like me, they want to help the industry. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately they're going to sell more product, which is great. The knowledge base is good, but they want, they want to help the industry. And so we invited them to be a part of our program in house, you know, so, and that was the other cool thing. It wasn't just me as the owner getting up and talking because Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it can become monotonous and, you know, boring. And, you know, I don't, you know, I I wanted to break it up. And so getting other people to come in and talk about caulk paper Mm-hmm, tape, mm-hmm. yep, hand maskers, all those things. Yep, they did a great job. You know, it was yeah. relevant information. So yeah, yeah, that's no, and that's started. and that's true. Uh, you know, I think that I I think for our listeners, um, you really can reach out to the vendors for more than just you know a, a price adjustment or you know what do I use on this? I I remember uh, when we were really kind of digging into our cabinet painting program down here in Bloomington. And we we're, uh, you know, I, by the time cabinets became very popular, you know, repainting cabinets, uh, I was already out of the field. I was out of the sales. I was even out of the sales field when, when that started to pop off. So I really didn't have any hands. I didn't have a lot of hands-on experience in painting and painting cabinets just because it wasn't a high demand when I was a painter. And so I didn't have an HVLP system. I didn't have, you know, so uh, I wasn't going to be able to provide my team with the training myself. And so um, I reached out to my vendor. I said, uh, you know, what what kind of spray system should we be looking at? We ended up um, choosing a, a, the Titan cap spray system. 
and uh, the the Titan rep who lives a state over in in, uh, in Ohio, he was willing to drive two and a half hours to come to my shop and train. Uh, I think at the time I had maybe two cabinet painters, and he was willing to come and train us on the HVLP so that we could just use the product. They are so willing to to help assist and train. And, uh, and, and I think that not enough painters know that you can reach out to your vendors in this way. So that's an excellent point. So when you started to, um, get all that stuff on paint on paper, you mentioned before the show that you had looked to more traditional models of training, like the, you know, like union style journeyman print. Can you tell us a little bit about the the roles that you're that you're um training people into and the types of certifications like there's a there's a whole model around this there's a system can you speak a little bit about that absolutely so um starting with you know um i think what most people are familiar with when you hear the word apprenticeship you think about commercial industrial you think about unions mm-hmm. and i was very familiar with that because that's the world that my dad painted in. He was a Mm -hmm. union outfit up in the Northwest part of Indiana for all the people who know the region. That is where um, the union was very strong. Mm -hmm. Uh, So when, when I got into painting, I had that background, that understanding of how much classroom effort and training went into an apprentice in the union becoming a journeyman. Mm-hmm. And you get you get paid one scale if you're an apprentice, but you would get paid a totally different, much higher scale if you were a journeyman. Mm-hmm. So there, you know, these frameworks of training gets tied into someone's career path. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when when someone is going to invest in their own education, they need to see the value and the financial stability behind it. Right. You know, and so um what I found in my area was that one, I wasn't doing commercial work. Naturally, we had gravitated towards the residential repaint market. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I wanted to explore ways to have training similar to that in the commercial space right. on the res repaint side. And, and that's where I found that there wasn't a lot. There's definitely some platforms out there but I wanted to I wanted to do it a little bit differently because painters like hands on. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like I can go sit in a classroom, you know, but I'm going to learn more if I'm using my hands. And one reason I, you know, going back to my training, I, mm-hmm. I got into aviation yeah. because I enjoyed flying an airplane. It was hands on. Right. I got to do yeah. what I was learning, not just sitting in a classroom. Right. So. I felt like in our industry or with any tradesman that wants to be, you know, they're in the, in that career front, they, they like to work with their hands. So let's not, let's not do training simply mm-hmm. by looking or talking to an instructor and then walking away. Right. Like, let's actually apply it. Right. Right. So how, how are you um, going about having the, the, that hands-on training compared to the cut? Cause, cause you mentioned that, um, that there are some state, you know, regulations in terms of what constitutes an, a, an, a, pro- a program. Can you speak to that a little bit? I mean, I, I know that for our listeners in different states, 
they're probably going to have different rules, but who did you talk to and how did you find out about some of those things? Yeah. Um, well, I had talked to the department of labor mm -hmm. and they were the governing body, if you will, of apprenticeships. And so there, there are, there are apprenticeship programs already put in place, mm -hmm. but again, it was only designed for the commercial painter. And so when we looked at that and we saw how extensive it was, our first reaction was, man, four years is a long time. <laughs> yeah. Like I've seen painters come out of high school, come work here for two summers and they're pretty good painters with the brush after two summers. Sure. So like, yeah. does it really need to take that long? You know, especially if we have a labor shortage right now, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I would really like to speed up this process. Yeah. And so that was our first touch point with the department of labor is can we, can we shorten the process? And right. so they, they did allow us to shorten it from four years to two and a half years. Okay. And, uh, and so, you know, the full out apprenticeship training, as to where it stands today for res repaint here in Indiana mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is two and a half years. Um, it, it. it does encompass classroom and on the job criteria yeah. as well. Got Very it. similar to the, the union side. Yeah. So, so what does the classroom, um, what is that, what does that curriculum look like and how did you, how did you develop that? It, we really just started with the topics of, what the painter deals with everything from the one year painter to the seasoned painter to the person who's leading the job. Mm -hmm. And so we just started to think about the components and, and, and once you really start to think about the, the products that you use and the skill sets that you need, we broke it up into, um, you know, 20 different elements, you know, you're mm -hmm. talking, you, we're going to have to talk about paint products for mm -hmm. interior painting. Mm -hmm. We're also going to have to talk about application for interior painting. And mm -hmm. so when you think about it like that, it's like, okay, well, now I got to talk about exterior. I have mm -hmm. to talk about staining. I mm -hmm. have to talk about cabinets. And so you, you start to think about all of the different technical, I'll call these technical skill sets that you need mm -hmm. to have. Right. But I, I didn't feel like we should leave it at just the technical skill sets. I felt like, if we're really going to invest into the industry, let's build leaders. Let's mm -hmm. incorporate some leadership training. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the career path. And mm -hmm. so when we, when we meet even right now here in house as for training for the entry level painter, we're talking about our core values. We're mm -hmm. talking about, Hey, this is the next step in your career. Mm -hmm. So just to expose the individual of, other ways that they can get excited. Maybe, you know, maybe they don't want to be a crew leader. Maybe they'd like yeah. to be an estimator. Well, yeah. let's, let's talk about that then. You know, yeah. how you can talk about production rates and how right. instruments are built out. So there's just so many components. Um, so we just started to dissect it into what mm -hmm. we were doing as a res repaint. These are the right. things that we do. And, and, and we, we felt like it really could be, not just in our paint company. These things can be applied across the residential repaint and in a lot of ways, even on the commercial side too, right? Because there yeah. is a lot of, a lot yeah, of mix definitely. between. 
So how does the and and so how is that delivered? Is it delivered in a in an actual classroom? Is it delivered um, uh, virtually? How how is the classroom portion delivered? Well, in today's day and time, uh, it's you know we definitely want to have a virtual component. Yeah. Um, you know, ideally, right now the way we're doing it is is classroom hands on with an instructor. So the way it's delivered right now is that you're going to hear someone talk about it. You're going to have a, a workbook to be able uh -huh. to take notes. Uh -huh. And then you're going to, and you're going to, let's say it's, let's say we're going to learn about protection. So we're going to talk about tapes and plastics and what is a hand masker. Uh -huh. Okay. Uh -huh. So when that, when those components of the instruction, the one-on-one -on -one instruction is done, then we jump right into the hands-on and we actually have, one of our 17 year painters who's done this to really teach the tips and the tricks of how to use a masker, how yeah. to use tape. You know, this is how I hold it. This is how I break it off. This is how I set it. And, and yeah. now you try and I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to show you, but I'm going to do the no show do review. Yeah. Right? I'm going to let you do it. And, um, and so not only, and, and then there's one step after that. Because it's mm -hmm. one thing to practice in front of other people and to, in front of an instructor, but then we right. want you to go out into the job and actually work on it. Right, right, right. And Definitely. so, you know, when we talk about training, it's going to take practice. It can't be learned. Like when I was in flying school, I didn't just go to class and do one lesson on how to shoot an approach into an airport, right? right. I had to do it over and over and over again until I mastered it. Yeah. And then, and then I got tested. Yep. So let's, yep. let's, let's actually test you on what it is that you learned out in the field, come back here. And, and what are we looking for? We're looking for improvement. Mm -hmm. You're not mm -hmm. where you were when you started and now you're here. And you know what the, you know what the contractor is going to do is say, okay, you're now more valuable Yeah. and I can pay you more. The quality is better. The production's higher. And, and, and what we want to do is speed up that whole process. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And, and, you know, when we, you know, when we talk about, we think back to this idea of career progression, this idea of having that 17 year career painter to come in and be that educator, um, to pass on those skills, you know, that is another, yet another thing that you can build into your company of, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe you don't want to end up going into sales and estimating and, and maybe you don't want to, uh, you know, maybe you don't want to go into business ownership, but you know, for seasoned painters who really know what they're doing, a training role, you know, and passing on those trades can be, it can be a val very valuable offer to those people. Um, so, okay. So you say, you know, we're in the classroom, we're learning those things. Now we go into the field. Okay. And, and we're getting hands-on training. Um, you know, so, so with your, with your training program, um, you know, you are offering this and opening this up to other other programs and, and in your connection with the Department of Labor, are people able to get the classroom training, whether it's virtual or in in person, and then take the hands on training to their shop? Or are you doing that? Um, how, how is that going about? Are you, I mean, you, I mean, obviously, you're producing jobs so that they can get in field training. But I'm wondering, you know, just for our listeners. How do we go from that classroom environment to the field? What is this? What is the best way to do that? You have to be careful, obviously, because 
if they don't have the skills and you give them too much too soon, they could make some severe mistakes that can cost you. What considerations do we need to, to think about as we're transitioning our apprentices from the classroom to the field? You know, I, I think the most important thing is that they're working with a seasoned painter, mm-hmm. right? And and I don't think there's too many paint con- contractors that I've talked to that would ever allow a crew of three painters who all have less than one year experience. Uh, every one of our crews has that one, maybe two mm-hmm. seasoned painters with five plus years. Yeah. on the job because we want to we want to control that quality mm-hmm. and so i think that's really important when you're going to invest into your new painter is set them up for success mm-hmm. put someone there that they you know for me in our company we have a role called lead painter and mm-hmm. their job description is to train the other painters and ensure quality and production right. So, um, they're expecting it and, and the, you know, that just talking about job descriptions, that's really important, you know, making sure the apprentice knows what their job description is, you know, you don't want them, you know, painting a front door with oil based paints, you know, right. Yeah. Uh, You know, you're going to set them up for success and, and, and they're going to do the things that are very important to the overall quality of the job and let them know that. Right. I think a lot of times the mindset of the entry level painter is that they get to do the grunt work mm-hmm, but at mm-hmm. the end of the day if they do it right they make the project look amazing right yeah right. you know and yeah. when they become the painter they know what to look for right like if i see a bad quality trim paint job I'm not going to go blame the apprentice because the painter should have known what it should have looked like before he applied the paint. Right. You know, so I I think you have to be, you have to communicate this out in the field so that your company and your team knows why it is that we're actually going to spend some time training in the field, you know, we, and it's going to cost money. Mm -hmm. Like we're, you know, you, it's that was a tough thing for me was okay i'm not going to get the production hours that i know i could be on this job if i just had seasoned painters and no one was training and everyone just got there but we are encouraging them to slow down mm-hmm. take time to answer questions and practice that's right that's right so um this really, you know, this really brings to my mind the 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 importance and the value of developing people, and uh, not just as painters, but as human beings, as attentive, uh, you know, as attentive workers who are going to be able to progress and build upon the skills that they have. Um, and you you said that developing leadership skills is was an important piece of this apprenticeship program for you as you were developing it. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, what your philosophy is, you know, with, with regards to the importance of integrating leadership skills with technical skills? Yeah, great question. You know, what, 
you know, all, all of us contractors here, if you're listening, we all have our core values, the things that are important to us that make our companies unique. So, you know, we have to communicate those to the team. And so right. w- when, when those are being practiced out in the field, along with the skill set, then that's, that's how you integrate it. You know, so I'm thinking about, I'll use an example of ownership is one mm-hmm. of our core values. Mm-hmm. And so when you're out in the field and let's, let's say that you're sanding down trim and when you're sanding down the trim, you know, you accidentally, your ladder slips and breaks into the window mm-hmm. and you, and, and okay. So I have a choice as an apprentice at that point in time, do I blame it on someone else or do I own up to it? Right. Right. And so that can be really hard and pride can set in, or I could just be fearing my job. If I'm that apprentice, am I going to get fired? Right. And so if we, if we practice ownership and these other core values, then, then it just becomes the leadership moments in someone's life. Right. To where I can be honest about my mistakes and my skill set and someone's going to help me. I'm not going to lose my job over X, Y, Z. Right. Because this company's investing not just in me to learn how to sand, but now how to be okay with messing up. Right. You know, because I don't know a leader out there that's a good leader who says they're perfect. Right you know, people are going to follow someone who's like them, not someone who's this high superior, perfect person. Right. You know, right. they, you know, someone that can mess up. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I really love that. You know, I think there's an, a, an element of, of humility. Um, there's a, there's an element of being able to relate and aspire to, um, you know, the next level. And I think that's, I think if there's anything that the trades have been missing, you know, for the la- for the better half of, you know, maybe two decades, it's the idea that the trades are something that you can aspire to that you, you know, I mean, I, I, I mean, how often, you know, were you in a, a summer camp or, you know, in school and you're doing one of these like, you know, get to know you things where everybody says, you know, well, so th- what, what do you want to be when you grow up? And what's the name, you know, what's the name of your favorite dinosaur, that kind of thing. And, you know, everybody's saying what they want to be. How many times does, you know, somebody say, I want to be a paint contractor or I want to be a contractor in general. Um, you know, it doesn't happen. You know, I remember being in, uh, uh, in, in my freshman geometry class and, you know, the teacher was saying, you, you got to have a plan B, you know, you got to go, you, you know, you need to set your mark high, but you need to have a plan B because if you don't have a plan B, you're going to either end up flipping burgers or work in construction somewhere, you know, as if, you know, it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I mean, that's the, that's the way that, uh, that I grew up as kind of an older millennial. I doubt that that has, uh, that that has changed very much. Uh, but until we as an industry have made those changes and made uh, working in the trades and, and, and specifically in the paint trade, a viable career path, um, we are always going to struggle 
with uh, with labor. We'll, we'll we'll never solve the problem until we make this trade uh, more respectable, which is why I, I love your mission so much. Um, Luke, thank you so much for this conversation. You have a, you have an event coming up. It's a, a workshop, right? You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, you know what I talked about within what we were doing within our company. Um, we're we're offering it to anyone. And, and so this isn't about what All In Painting is doing. This is about getting six topic speakers together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're looking at 3M, Werner, Graco, uh, sure, sure Tape, mm-hmm. and, and some others, uh, Sharon Williams. You know, we're going to be talking and putting all of these experts in one space at one time. And that is on January 12th through the 14th. It's a three-day prep and protect. So this, this, this could, anyone can learn, which, um, but it is, it is a little bit geared towards the entry level. So I would say, if you're thinking about it, think about that young individual on your team that you can tell is going to be something. Mm. This is an opportunity for them to come learn something. It's an opportunity to invest in the painter. I know sometimes for maybe the larger companies, it's easy to invest in your sales team and send them Mm -hmm. to sales training. This is an opportunity to invest in the skill set of the next generation of the painter. Uh, But if you have more seasoned people, you're also going to be learning from these vendors on what new products they have to offer. Mm -hmm. You know, I can tell you that 3M is going to talk about multiple paper products um, oh, yeah. and tape products, right? And there's new stuff to the market all the time. So um, I kind of envision something like the, you know, the pro show. Mm-hmm. If you've gone to a PPG or Sherwin-Williams pro show, mm-hmm. you got multiple experts all in one place at one time. And this is going to be like that. So you will have the classroom experience with these vendors Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to learn how to apply those to your business. So you're not just going to learn the products, but how are you going to use them? Mm-hmm. And then the attendees are going to get to work with them with a seasoned instructor, giving them tips and tricks on those prep and protection techniques. So, yeah, yeah, I see. I see. And, 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 you know, that's actually quite valuable. I've been surprised, um, you know, by, uh, uh, by the level of detail when you actually give the vendors the space to, really fully dive in to you know to some of these things i remember having um in our at our one of our local chapter meetings up in uh up in indy you you might have been there you might not have i mean you know but uh i remember this particular uh discussion about caulking and all of the different varieties of caulking the different uh components of the caulk the uh elasticity ratings and all these things and i realized i realized that I had been putting the wrong product on, you know, half of the stuff that I was doing. And, you know, I, I mean, and I had been, I had already been in the business for a very long time at that, at that point. And when I learned that little detail about the elasticity rating, it was like, oh, that's obviously why the caulk is cracking because mm-hmm. the product that we've been using doesn't have the elasticity rating that is needed for this uh, this type of gap or this type of, you know, the, 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 you know, the exterior, interior, whatever it was. And so they're, they're going to be very strong, powerful nuggets of little things that you just might've missed over the years. And for these young guys, things that they, uh, that they just, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be thinking about. 
And so that sounds really, really awesome, really valuable. Um, for those listening, you can register at goallinpainting.com backslash workshop. And you said that there's an early bird discount, right? hundred bucks off. Yep. That's right. Um, anyone before Christmas, that is uh, a little enticement there we, to get some seats filled. Uh, we have the hundred dollars off. We, we also have a, a buy one, get one, you know, again, we want contractors to be exposed to new products and tech techniques, not just the entry level painter. So if you're sending one of your painters to this workshop, you're going to be able to come for free. And then lastly is we are, we are going to have a limited number of scholarships for okay. individuals who are interested in attending. So um, those are something that you can apply for. Uh, and those details are on the website as well. Very awesome. Very awesome. Goallinpainting.com backslash workshop. Uh, Luke, thank you so much for being on the show. I, I appreciate you. I appreciate our long relationship and uh, look forward to the, the uh, workshop in, in January. Awesome, Torlando. I love what you're doing here through the paint, Ed, and uh, much success coming to you, buddy. Appreciate it. We'll see you. All right. All right, folks, there was Luke Reynolds from All in Painting, um, you know, an innovator in this space. It, here's the thing. I, that's what it takes. You know, we, we've got really, really real problems that we're trying to solve. The labor shortage, you want to grow your business. You want to bring people in that can do a good job and, uh, and maintain your rep reputation. And so you've got to think big. you got to go the extra mile. And, uh, and Luke is such a phenomenal example of taking all of the, the resources and knowledge that he has from, from his work in the aviation industry, uh, through, you know, going, uh, going through the process with his dad as a, as a union painter and bringing that to our modern industry. Um, very grateful for Luke for coming on the show. Um, again, if you want to see more episodes like this, uh, highly recommend, uh, going to PCA overdrive and downloading the app um and uh and logging in if you're if you're a member of course it's 5.99 if you're not um episodes like this are available on audio for free on spotify apple music uh google play uh anywhere where you're listening to podcasts soundcloud um make sure that you click that subscribe button and we will see you next time thank you for listening to paint ed Paint Ed podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.